Leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to the Developing Imperfect Leaders podcast. Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus. This is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church intended to help you explore and grow your leadership skills for service both inside and outside the church. I am your host, Paul Stiver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow LDI staff team members, Kaylin Larson. Hello. And Natty Severson. Hi, hi. So let's get right into it. Every week we try to give a little more away about ourselves, a little fun fact, but today we're doing something a little special and we're going to actually do a fun fact about another person. So I can start. I'm another gonna... person in this room. Yeah, just not a no, random person. No, in general, person. just anyone. <laughs> so George, do you guys know this about George Washington? So he actually was four foot seven. No, okay, that's not true. Uh, so yeah, fun fact tall. about someone in this room, Kaylin, speaking of George Washington, his so buddy. So nerve wracking. You never know what they're going to say. His buddy, Alex Hamilton. All right, I'm going to get into this. So Kaylin, here's a fun fact about Kaylin. She knows every word to the Hamilton is a play. Is it a musical? A musical. Okay, Are it's you a, joking I me? don't know anything about it. I literally <laughs> avoided it all. Cancel my heart. He's canceled. Oh, no. It's a major offense. Toxic. So, Kayla knows every word to the musical Hamilton. That is I just fun love fact. it. If you she, know Hamilton, it's that's an impressive feat. It's a lot of fast pace. Like, it's... It's the music I work out to. So, oh, man. Okay. So... Uh, but here, though, uh, to add to that, a little color. So, Kaylin will, uh, if you're just working with her or around her or near her, will be singing show tunes pretty much consistently. Like if you're doing dishes or uh, working on something, just standing in the same kitchen or room. Have or a say Waterloo. I hold up this can of Waterloo. Waterloo. There it is. Okay. So that's, that's, you can tell I love Hamilton and musicals. That Waterloo's not. Maybe that's my, that's not a fun fact though. I'm kind of being a downer. But anyway, that's Kaylin for you. Uh, My fun fact is uh, about Natty. And the thing that I thought of, which I think is really fun. uh, She has taken her daughter to every single T-Swift concert that has been in Minneapolis since she was five years old. Our daughter was five years old. <laughs> um, so I think if I did my research correct, that is six concerts that you have been together with Hannah. I believe it's five. Speak now. So, okay. Fearless. Um, Fearless. I wasn't sure if yeah. Hannah was five at that time. No, she was five for Speak Now. Okay. So then that'd be five shows. Yes. And it's been fun. It's been a blast to be able to do that with her and kind of have her age up with Taylor Swift's content, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been, it's been fun. Oh, that's me. Uh, I was, oof, I was nervous. I didn't know what you were going to say. There's so many, so many so things many. that exist out there. That one was really easy. All right, Paul. Um, I didn't know if you guys knew this, but in addition to his talent for synchronized swimming, Paul also has a rare talent for making very specific sound effects. So Paul, I would like you to begin by making us the sound effect of squirrel eating a carrot. So that's going to go uh, kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how they do that. They're ba- they're, if you're ever like in a park, no. they are loud. Do they really make oh that noise? Oh my gosh. It is. I just don't believe if you. you if, I always thought it would be more like a... Go, I go to a lot of parks where there are squirrels and okay. I throw carrots at them. Here's this is the a, best thing to do with carrots. I, do have I a, don't like them. Mm-mm. I do have a this is a sidebar. When I was a child, 
I'm going to sound like an old man here. Uh, baby carrots used to be baby. They used to be like small carrots. Now they're giant. I can't even bite through. Do you know they're just regular carrots? They put in a tumbler to make it look like that. That's it. A oh my gosh. We're exposing like the baby carrot Kaylin. industry. Google Tumblr. We are exposed. The, the, the subtitle of this episode, Baby Carrots Exposed. Because yes. Big Baby Carrot is lying to us all about... I guess that makes sense. They okay. have to come from somewhere. But one more very specific sound effect would be the sound of a cactus sneezing. Uh, it's actually silent. Cactus, they they can't sneeze because if they do, they lose all their quills. It's it's the things around them that make noise. So here's silent cactus sneezes. It's And then everyone else goes, oh, ah! Right, they get stabbed. The cactus. So I feel misled, but that's okay. Yeah, so, all of those were lies. So that's good. But at least Austin said uh, well. Austin, Boo. you're the worst. Boo. Yeah. He is giggling his little heart out over there in the corner. He set me up for that. I could never synchronize swim because I don't like... You've uh, messed with the wrong woman. I, I can like pull a prank like you have nobody's business. Here goes. So those are those are a little bit of fun facts about us. A little more of who we are. The, uh, so here's let's get into this leading question. And I think this is something that's been more and more on people's minds uh, in maybe the last five years or so. But the question is, what do we do with toxic relationships? And so a couple of things there. How do how do we define toxic? And then we're again getting into kind of the topic of boundaries and relationships. So. What do we do with toxic relationships? I'd love to hear from Natty. Yeah, you know, toxic, even defining the word toxic is really hard because it's a word that floats in culture, right? And we don't always know what that means. So, you know, if you're asking, if you went on the street and you pulled 10 people, you'd probably get 10 different answers for what they consider to be toxic. And I, and that's what's hard about this because we'll hear people flippantly throw around like, oh, this relationship with my boss is toxic, which means my boss tells me to come to work on time. Mm-hmm. Or it can mean like something that's really horrific, like they're abusive or harassing or something like that. And so I think maybe when I think of, I, it would take a lot for me to d- use the word toxic on somebody, on another human being. But I guess in that extreme, I would think of it as abusive or harassing. Uh, for me, what to do with toxic relationships? Uh, I think it's a very hard question to navigate. Um, And I feel like it can look different for every person too. I would define toxic uh, as something that is unhealthy or that is poisoning you, uh, quote unquote. And so whether that is verbally, emotionally, or physically. And so, um, and then the word manipulative also comes to mind. Uh, So with these relationships, I think having strong boundaries is a must. um, And while this person or situation might be unhealthy, I think there's no expectation to get tangled up in their unhealth. Uh, but I also agree with Natty of like putting the um, term toxic on another person would have to be a very, uh, I, I would really have to mean it, not just like flippantly. Right. Because there's so many layers in that, right? Correct. It's this yeah. idea that, you know, the, the leading question was, what do I do with toxic relationships? Well, by the very definition, you know, if it's somebody, we talked about boundaries last week. So, you know, it's this idea of creating appropriate boundaries between different people. But uh, if something's truly toxic, yeah, I think we need to bring bring help into that. But otherwise, if, some, if we're maybe more using that word a little bit more loosely, mm-hmm. it could be just like somebody I disagree with. Um, or it could, you know, even more in a more complicated way, be somebody who's actually trying to offer me 
loving truth Mm -hmm. and I'm just unwilling to hear it. And so I can just dismiss them by labeling them toxic. Mm -hmm. So what do we do with toxic relationships? I'm using air quotes for toxic. Wow. That depends deeply on what we mean by toxic. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I was thinking about, uh, so I looked up a definition and and kind of similar to what Kayla said of like poison and and some of these things. But then I was thinking of uh, crayons. And I promise I have a reason why. Because they say, (laughs) you guys ever think about crayons? No, but they say non-toxic, right? And I have a little dude at home who loves to eat crayons or not eat, but hold in his mouth. My son ate a green one. And let me tell you, there is a definite impact in the diaper. In the coloration situation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, but the crayon is non-toxic. And so another definition of toxic was causing harm or unhappiness. I think we've, we've kind of touched on it already, but in, in relationships, is this relationship causing harm or unhappiness or is it simply uncomfortable? Mm. And I think that's a tension that we'll kind of wrestle through. I think the quote of the week we'll get at, mm-hmm. hint at the quote of the week there, uh, because it, there's, there's a lot of tension here on, um, is this an abusive relationship? Okay. That's going to have a different approach with, and that's where maybe toxic would kind of align with what we're thinking. Or is this simply uncomfortable and that'd be maybe another end of the spectrum? And that might be a relationship God's calling us into that we have to realize, and this is something that comes to this too, we have to realize we impact relationships as well. Relationships are a two-way street mm-hmm. always. And so we're bringing mm-hmm. something to the table no matter what. So that's kind of a, a, something that I think will help us jump off here as we get into the quote of the week. Quote of the week. Quote of the week. <laughs> Which is... Don't love uh, that, Kaylin. Kaylin, so for this you come week, up with a sound effect. Kaylin needs her own sound effect. She's feeling left out. I'm not feeling She might just out. sing like enough lines of Hamilton that we don't get copyright infringement, but not too many. So, all right. So, uh, this week we're using a quote from a book we actually use in one of our classes here now, the I Ministry 101, a class where we kind of look at all things ministry and help people grow and be prepared for life as servants, whether that's in the church or outside the church, you're going to encounter these things. And one of the things we encounter is relationships. And so the book is called Relationships. It's by two authors, Timothy Lane and Paul David Tripp. And here's the quote. Uh, Relationships will push you beyond the limits of your ability to love, serve, and forgive. They will push you beyond you. At times, they will beat at the borders of your faith. At times, they will exhaust you. In certain situations, your relationships will leave you disappointed and discouraged. They will require what you do not seem to have, but that is exactly as God intended it. That is precisely why he placed these demanding relationships in the middle of the process of sanctification, where God progressively molds us into the likeness of Jesus. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Natty, what what hits you? What jumps out at you about this quote? Yeah, I I like that last sentence. This is precisely why he placed these demanding relationships in the middle of the process of sanctification, where God progressively molds us into the likeness of Jesus. Um, and I think of Jesus right before he died saying, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so this idea that Jesus didn't promise us a trouble-free life. And believe me, I would like that. I would like the comfort of knowing nothing bad is ever going to pop up along the road or all my relationships are going to be smooth or somebody's never going to like really, really harm me emotionally, but that's probably unlikely. Um, 
given this world we live in uh, where sin is real and it's active. And, and so, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk into the life of somebody who's um, experiencing something that's truly harmful. Um, and those, there's so much nuance to that. I would ask you to, um, to seek counsel from somebody and specifically who can offer you the resources you need in that case scenario. But I, I'm more apt to speak to the opposite side where we're eager to dismiss or kind of shuck off these um, relationships that are difficult um, without offering God a chance to work through them and in, in us to refine ourselves and to refine the other person. So, um, you know, I would, of course, I would rather watch Netflix, like the, 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 Sinful natty would rather watch Netflix than deal with somebody who is who bugs me or who I would rather not spend time with. But that's not always what's very best for me. Um, and so, gosh, I like this encouragement that God is going to use difficult people to mold me and maybe even to show me that that person isn't maybe what's so difficult, but it's me mm. that makes that person difficult, right? It's me that the way I view them. I'm or, the problem, it's me. There it is. Yep. That's not a hey, show it's tune, but it's, it's close. Hey, you found it. Just keep saying that all the time. Um, yeah. And so it's it's me that's bringing something to the table. Like I've not let my eyes be open clearly to who that person is, or I've not given that person the benefit of the doubt or seen them for who they are. And I need to really look, look at myself a little bit more and allow myself to be refined. Uh, for me, what I feel like this quote is describing here is just a hard relationship, not a toxic one. Okay. Um, I think relationships are messy um, because we are broken people. Um, so we are going to hurt others. How the others are going to hurt us. We will feel exhausted by people and we will also exhaust people. Uh, so I think it's good for us just in this quote to be reminded that relationships are going to be hard. Um, and just because they're hard doesn't mean we need to set up these extreme limits. Um, I like how it said, your relationships will leave you disappointed and discouraged. And it's, yeah, they will. And that's okay. Um, I, I think if you are expecting perfect relationships, you're just not setting yourself up well. Yeah. Just to jump off that, this, this quote refreshes me in that it speaks against what I think we're getting in culture now, which is a transactional nature of relationships and that uh, I'm expecting you to be perfect. And the moment that you aren't is the moment I start looking elsewhere for, for relationship. And I think this just, just humbles us because, yeah, this is not only hard relationships. I think this is good relationships too. Like this is like even the people I'm closest with have hurt me in these ways. And so it's kind of interesting to it's just as a nice paradigm shift for us in a culture that says that, that you are, you come first, you're the most important. And so navigate your relationships with you at the center. I think this does allow for us to think about, yeah, it's okay that relationships are hard. And to Kaylin, to your point, right? I, I'm going to exhaust others. Just yesterday, Kaylin and I were having a conversation and I was not my best self. And, uh, and at a certain point, like I, I just had to be like, I am not easy to deal with right now. I actually said that to her and kind of, I agreed. It. Uh, she asked you and your mom, Natty was wasn't there to moderate this. It was an easy agree there for that. Uh, it wasn't, it was obvious. And so, but it was just helpful to have her there and, and to be able to work through that. But at that time I was putting a lot on her. And so she, she kind of had to absorb that. And, and so again, this is just, we're all contributing to this. 
and and so we have to think about that, and then and then we can move forward from there. I was I had a note here that this this side of the fall, kind of uh, where we live in a world that's tainted by sin and division, we we all contribute to the problem. Uh, and so we we kind of, but if we have a redemptive lens, we actually can be patient. We can have wise boundaries in that too. And so it's just a, there's a lot here. Um, so let's let's keep this conversation going as we think about growing together and and this idea that we are all on this journey as imperfect leaders seeking to grow. We want to take this topic and relationships and boundaries and all these things and think through them with a practical lens. How do we actually live this out and grow as imperfect leaders? So, okay, I'd love to hear from you. What are what are practical ways that an imperfect leader can grow in navigating difficult relationships? Uh, I hinted at this uh, in the last segment, uh, but I think it's having that expectation that relationships are going to be difficult at times um, and that each, rela- each relationship that you are in is going to have its own spectrum. So some may be a little more difficult than others, and that is okay. So that would be, I just, I think it's having healthy expectations. That's really good. I, uh, it got me thinking about how the, how the gospel works and that Jesus actually came for difficult people, right? Like he's, that's kind of the whole point. Like we're all difficult and he came to save us. Uh, and so, uh, with that though, practically like he doesn't give up on us mm-hmm. that I think can influence the way that we think about others that we, uh, we might set boundaries, but we don't give up on people. And, and that, uh, just think about this quote and the reality of forgiveness that God uses, he, as it says, relationships to change us. But I was thinking about reflecting on forgiveness never takes a back seat in the Christian life. Like that we, there's never a time where I can say, eh, I don't need to think about forgiving others. It's like always there with us, right? We, that's always because we're forgiven people. And so practically just thinking about, yeah, who am I? maybe still harboring bitterness with and and what might it look like to forgive and can I talk to someone else who maybe isn't that person about what what I'm struggling with still so community there wisdom from others and then I think the self-examination asking why uh why this relationship feels difficult and is this a serious thing or am I just uncomfortable yeah for me I think I just want to just say it's worth it relationships mm-hmm, are worth mm-hmm, it. And mm-hmm. I think we forget that some of the time because we get this instant feedback from things like Netflix or, you know, pick your insert, your streamer or your kind of withdrawal um, activity, you know, where you the can kind of shell up yeah. um, uh, from other people. But but relationships are just so, so worth it. Um, it. It's awesome to be able to connect with people. And some people we have that instant chemistry with where we're just like, yeah, we're going to be friends. We got this. Yeah. 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 And other people we have to, you know, work a little bit harder from, I think about a gal who's been in my small group for a long time. And initially I don't think you would have like placed us as friends. She really likes quilting and fitness. These are not two things I'm always very eager to engage in. Uh, I like activity and playing games and sports, but and just scheming and scheming, but for the, the, the general fitness and man, has she been a blessing to my life. She has taught me that um, stepping on acorns makes the best noise in the world and Mm. you should just enjoy. She just has this way of enjoying the world. Squirrels do that a lot. Step on acorns? They're not quite as heavy as me, so I don't think it would be quite as gratifying. It hurts them though. Are you messing with me? Can you tell by your face? (laughs) Is this a real thing? Is he messing with me? I have a sound effect for that. They go, (laughs) 
That's what they, when a squirrel steps on an acorn. So if you ever hear that, it's not uh, Mickey Mouse or someone. It's not me stepping on Legos my kids left on the floor. They don't leave Legos anymore, but. No, Lego. They used to. Yeah, no. All right. That was a callback. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So like, man, she just teaches me to live in the moment. I have just enjoyed being her friend. And I think initially I might've been like, yeah, we don't have a lot in common. Um, Probably not going to be great friends, but man, God put us in a small group and I've just, she's, it's been a huge blessing to me. And I just really enjoy the unique perspective she has on this world and this life that teaches me to enjoy things I don't think I would have really have noticed in his creation and just in general just has a sense of joy about her yeah I think for me looking ahead now at one takeaway and just trying to come away with something each time from these for us as we're continuing to be imperfect leaders uh, really builds off that that relationships are worth it that it is um, it is beautiful to get to know someone at a deeper level I've started to think about it like learning because uh, I love learning and just like get to uncover facts about someone and uniquenesses that now it's like now I know what Kaylin's eye roll means. Uh, she's Kaylin has a famous <laughs> eye roll. Different things oh, happen. That's, and, I should have got the video and, right there. She did it. And so, right, right. We just understand things about each other that really make life rich and, and enjoyable. And and the, I think one quick other takeaway I had was you can't make someone uh, mean too much to you or, you know, okay, let me explain it. Right. Idolize. I can't worship somebody yeah, or idolize them. Yeah. Good point. Like, can I self-examine and say, am I putting way too high of standards on this person? And they're then when they let me down, I'm crippled by it. Or, or is it that they're also human like me and we fall and we make mistakes? Um, anyway, okay. I'd love to hear what's the takeaway you have on this. Um, one thing uh, that you had said that I want to ask myself when faced with a difficult relationship is why is this relationship feeling difficult or am I feeling uncomfortable? What am I bringing to the table? Mm. Um, so just a little more self-reflection instead of just jumping to like, these are all the reasons why uh, they are hurting me or bothering me or whatever that might be. Yeah. I mean, I think I burned up my one takeaway, which was it's worth it. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to repeat that. Relationships are worth it. Whether it's that surprise friend you make that you didn't think you had a lot in common with or that person who it took a lot of like, trudging through some tough ground to get to that place where you're like, yeah, you know, I've, I've learned something about myself. I've learned something about God's faithfulness and character in the midst of this, or even, Hey, we're not going to continue to have a relationship because I've had to put up an extreme boundary, but I've learned that God is with me in the midst of that. God hasn't left me. And so there's just, it's, there's so many rich things to learn through relationships, whether they're a complete smashing success or more of a thing like, well, that was Something. I think, too, something to be learned is when you are experiencing um, difficulty, getting through that conflict or that time only makes it's the sense of vulnerability, right? Like you're being vulnerable in that time, empathy is being built, and um, it just makes the relationship uh, stronger and more fruitful. Well, that wraps up our conversation for today, but we want to keep connecting with you. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners. So if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us LDI at HopeCC.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. 
We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi.hopecc.com. Have a great week.